Hope Lessons, put together by Hope After Brain Injury. I'm Patty Foster, welcoming Dr. Dina Adams. Hello. And Dr. Mike Studham. Hello. They're working on a nice duet together. We'll bring that up at the end of the time. But until then, let's take the journey together along the avenue of caregiving. Now, as many of you know, everyone has a story to tell. And as you're listening to us right now, there is something on your mind that you've been thinking about as we've been talking. So while we have these moments together, we will connect and go out of our way to connect with you where you are at this moment. As we start the caregiving journey today, Dr. Adams, Dr. Stedham, also known as Dina and Mike, would you please just share a few seconds about how initially the journey started with Hope After Brain Injury and Caregiving Journey. And talk with us, Dina, if you'll start us, about that beginning part of the journey. Well, actually, the beginning starts with you, Patty. You inspired me, and we had a time to visit, and she told me about traumatic brain injury, mm -hmm. and I, the Lord used that to say, that's what you're going to do the rest of your life. So we started, I started Hope After Brain Injury, where we the only, and still are, the only faith-based nonprofit for brain injuries Amazing. in the US and so it was your inspiration and then as we decided we're gonna have a support group a wonderful support group then we brought in Dr. Stedham who is amazing and uh, has done such a brilliant job I have seen people with the caregivers that come in so burdened yeah. angry so upset and with an hour with him they they look like a fresh, new human, yeah. and so I so appreciate all that you've done for us. Well, no. thank you, Dina, for giving me the opportunity, and the caregivers who come who are on the verge of burnout, mm -hmm. what I've learned over the years is they get a lot just from being with each other. Mm -hmm. the, the group has such a power. There's, God uses that as the therapy for that day, yeah. uh, so to speak, and they can get re-energized and refocused for the next part mm. of the journey. Mm. Nice. So the focus continues, <clears throat> and as what you're dealing with right now, that focus. So let's talk about the focus of hope. Since we're dealing with the journey and hope after a brain injury, we are truly on the journey as you are, wherever you are along this journey so far. Then share with us hope spectrum. I've heard you talk about this. Mm. All right. Well. I've always thought it was very important uh, that the, our organization is called Hope After Brain Injury because when people come to the group, that's one of the main things they're dealing with. Um, when somebody suffers a traumatic brain injury, the family usually initially is given a pretty negative prognosis by the medical community. They're told, of course, first of all, they may or may not live. Uh, they may never be able to walk again, they may never be able to feed themselves again, they may never be able to talk. There's just a whole a litany of, they may never get to do this again. Mm -hmm. And that just leaves the family's hope mm -hmm. shattered, yeah. you know. And then as time passes in their recovery, the patient will start to beat the odds. In some area, they'll do something that the doctor said they'll never be able to do that again. Well, that patient does that. And they do something else. And they do something else. And then the family starts thinking, 
well, our loved one is an exception. Mm. Uh, they're going to beat the odds. All the things the doctors told us, that's not what's going to happen for them. They're going to just get to be normal again. Yeah. But then as more time passes, you know, their hope gets very high, they're elated, but as more time passes, there are those aspects of the brain injury that do not improve. And they realize they, they are never going to be the same. They're going to improve, but they're never going to be the same. Yeah. And we have to learn to deal with this person now as they are. And so I've, I've found that people can find what I call realistic hope. Yeah. And with that, you learn, it's kind of like something they used to tell us in sports. When you win, don't get too high. When you lose, don't get too low. Because nothing is as bad as it seems, and nothing is as worse as it seems, but somewhere in between reality falls. Mm -hmm. And that's where the caregiver and the survivor and the others have to make their journey is within that realistic hope. Right. And you know, in that critical area where that realistic hope is so desperately needed, why don't Dina and Mike talk with us about the critical beliefs that are necessary along this journey and some of the issues that are dealt with as they deal with life after a brain injury and needing one another to, uh, to kind of give them that true support as a caregiver. They've never been along this journey, most of them. What to do in those critical belief moments? You know, it's interesting. The scripture that keeps coming to my mind, Patty, yeah. is hope deferred makes the heart sick, which is what these initial prognosis does, right? Yes. But hope realized is like a tree of life. And so that's what we try to do with hope after brain injury. And part of that is being able to, you know how he was talking uh, about the luggage you carry in your brain, your thoughts. I have so much to do with that. So talk to us about your thoughts. Okay, well, obviously thoughts about hope or no hope. Uh, <clears throat> the thoughts about uh, being understood or not feeling understood. And then another very important one for a caregiver is if you're going to be a caregiver and do it well, then taking care of your needs, giving care to yourself is as important, if not more important, than giving care to the survivor. It's just like on the airplane. If they drop the oxygen mask, they tell you, if you're a parent, put it on you first and then put the other one on your child. So there has to be a strong commitment, a lot of permission for the caregiver to say, I need to take care of me, yeah. just like I need to take care of him yeah. or her. Yeah. You know, what are some ways that you help, especially in the counseling field, to help them allow themselves to give that time? Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, one of the things that I try to help people to uh, learn is that if it's okay for you to give care to that person, is that all right? Mm -hmm. Then why isn't it in the same way okay for you to give care to this person? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people have a, 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 some difficulty there, but so often they can come to own their own value. And of course, the other thing I stress, uh, stress is, you're not gonna be very good at caregiving if you don't have the energy and the right attitude about it, it's going to greatly affect mm -hmm. how well you do caregiving. See, very much. Well, Mike, you brought up a really good point a little bit earlier, which was one of the things that 
people think is, nobody can love and take care of my loved one as well as I could. Tell us more about that. Well, I have seen more than one uh, caregiver decide, I'm just going to have to do it all myself. And I can tell you a story about a, a lady that um, her husband had the brain injury. Uh, her husband had a, a niece that, that uh, was very close. And she wanted to come and help take care of that, uh, of her uncle. But the, the wife, her philosophy of caregiving is, I want him to do as much for himself as he can. So if he asks me to do something, one of the first things I'm going to do is decide if he can do that for himself or then I have to do it for him. Well, this niece, when she came, she was more, she'd do everything for him. And so the wife thought, uh, this is going to set him back. This is not good. I'm just going to have to do it all myself. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from watching her, she got to a very bad place and even had some health problems. Mm -hmm. And she had to learn, even though other people don't do caregiving like I do it, it's still good caregiving. Mm -hmm. And they need that. I need yeah. a team of people. I don't need to try to be yeah. only man team myself. Yeah, that's great. And so often when we do turn into self without allowing for help, like you said, it takes away our energy. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Statham, oh. yes. okay, Mike and Dina, talk to us about the true need value of energy account. This is very much needed. Right. With us. Well, I have found for any of us the most important resource that we need to do a day in our lives is energy. Mm. You can have a day where you have time, but if you have no energy, are you going to accomplish the things that you need to do that day? Mm. You have to have energy uh, to make the time count. Mm. So over the years, what I've encouraged people to do is learn to manage their energy with what I call an energy account. Mm. And the way the energy account works is it works like a bank account. And so on one side of the ledger, you have the deposits. And here, what's really, really important for all of us is to know what are the kinds of things that I do in my life that replenish me? Mm. Where do I get my deposits? Mm. And there can be a wide variety of, of things there. And... Uh, I find we have to be more intentional about getting those deposits made. Uh, we're, we're more prone to let that go. Mm -hmm. And especially if we're in a caregiving role and we're focused on the other person, we can lose sight of that. So there, it's very important that we all do those replenishing activities. And, and with caregivers, one of the things I often ask them to do is think about what you were doing for replenishment before mm. your loved one got the brain injury. Can you still do some of those things? Mm. Some of that may be brought over and, and put on that side of the ledger. And then, of course, on the other side of the ledger is uh, the, the, uh, uh, I mean the uh, debits, you know, the expenditures. Mm. And uh, for most of us with our energy, it, it's kind of like our bank account. You know, you deposit your check at the first of the month, yeah. and there's, you know, there's more month left before there is the end of that check. And, and the same with our energy. Boy, it moves through there pretty fast. And um, caregiving done in bad ways 
costs more energy. Yeah. It's more yeah. uh, demanding of us. Mm. Caregiving done well is not as expensive. Mm. So you have to learn how to keep your energy account in the black, yeah. you know, in the positive. Yeah. If you let it get in the red and last too long, that's when you experience what's called burnout. Mm. And what happens is your energy account goes bankrupt. Mm. And it takes a lot of time and energy and, and uh, therapy mm -hmm. to work on that. And we've had some caregivers that yeah. experience burnout. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And so many of you right now are dealing with burnout in the midst of it right now, yeah. looking for hope, a reason to take the next breath. Well, we encourage you yes. not to give up, to lean in, and to lean in to your relationship that you have with God. Mm -hmm. Talk with Him. Listen with Him. Spend time. And like Dina talks about, uh, about your personal relationship with God through Jesus, mm -hmm. of, of that time spent. And just as Mike talk, talked about taking care of, of others, taking care of self. So that's a part of hope mm -hmm. that will be there to carry you you can't see a way mm -hmm. that to you there is no way mm -hmm. don't give up mm -hmm. there is hope mm -hmm. Dina would you talk to us as we wrap up and to get Mike's contact information would you talk to us about that impact of our faith relationship in the midst of the journey I, I really want to just offer one thing and that is every morning when you wake up yeah. Ask the Lord Jesus, fill me with your spirit today. Amen. And that will give you the wisdom that you need to know what the next thing is. It will kind of keep things in perspective Amen. for you and give you the energy you need as well. So that would be my number one Amen. thing. That uh, it's, a, it's a tool that we have as Christians that other people don't have. So absolutely use it. Yes. Mike, tell us. Yes. Well, I would like to make one comment and then give my contact information. Sure. I would like to quote a noted uh, authority on the subject of traumatic brain injury. Her uh, authority's name is Dr. Dina Adams. Mm, <laughs> I do respect her. But, but she said this, if you're short on hope, borrow some of mine. Mm. That's true. That's true. And nice. I think that's what hope after brain injury can be for you. That's yeah. your hope bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you need a loan, Mm -hmm. We've got easy terms. Absolutely. We'll be glad yeah. to give you some. That we and need each other. Right. And God is the source of that hope. Amen. But so often, hope that we experience in community yeah. just gets through to us and sustains us better. Mm -hmm. That's right. If someone would like to be in touch with me about uh, what we've talked about here today, uh, they'll put my contact information. It's mm -hmm. my email address, which is Mike Stedham, and it's S-T-E-D-H-A-M, and then the numbers four and six at gmail.com, Mike Stedham 46 at gmail.com. I'd be glad to respond. Wonderful. Thank you so much for yes, being with you. us. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it shows the need of caregiving oh, man. and the whole journey. Oh, yeah. Encouragement along the journey. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. It's a long journey. But yes. lots of people have made it and, they, and they've done it. Amen. Some have done it very well. Amen. Mm -hmm. The story to tell. That's yep. awesome. Right. So we look forward to seeing you again here yes. with us at Hope Lessons as we continue our journey. This time we've shared caregiving journey. 
So we'll continue more. And these are available at our hopeafterbraininjury.org. They're on the screen. Uh, it's available on YouTube. So please, pass these around to anyone who needs them. People you meet there in the hospital, who people are going through this whole journey with their loved ones, with their friends, mm. uh, offenders. There are all kinds of people on this journey of brain injury. So we'd love to connect with you. If you'd like to touch base with us as well, of course, it's hopeafterbraininjury.org or my website, pattyfoster.com, and we'd love to talk with you. As we wrap up, we've got about 30 seconds, how about any closing comments as we wrap up our caregiving journey? I just want to thank you, Dr. Stedham, for having the courage to walk into caregiving with traumatic brain injury and absolutely slaying it. You are an expert, and we have so appreciated well, thank all that you. you've done for us. And the respect and feeling of admiration is certainly mutual for you, Dina, for you, Patty. Uh, the courage you've shown mm -hmm. in your comeback mm -hmm. from near death Absolutely. and your willingness to take up the needs of this uh, group of folks who are on this journey you know the, it, it's it's a tough tough kind of journey mm -hmm. that you have to make mm -hmm. but you've been willing to commit yourself to these folks and y'all have made such a difference thank you thank you, you so made a difference god's thank used you amen thank you. amen and thank you again for yes. joining us for hope yes. lesson see you again next time mm -hmm.